The views and opinions expressed in this program are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions or positions of anyone at Innovative Sim Solutions or our sponsors. This week's podcast is brought to you by Beaker Health. Beaker Health is a user-generated and peer-reviewed community educational platform designed for healthcare organizations. We let your community connect and engage with one another freely and efficiently. Beaker Health, where dissemination and measuring impact comes easily. Welcome to the Sim Cafe, a podcast produced by the team at Innovative Sim Solutions, edited by Shelley Hauser. Join our host, Deb Tauber, and co-host, Jared Jeffries, as they sit down with subject matter experts from across the globe to reimagine clinical education and the use of simulation. So pour yourself a cup of relaxation, sit back, tune in, and learn something new from the Sim Cafe. Welcome to another episode of the Sim Cafe. And today, we're truly blessed to have Desiree Diaz and our co-host Jared Jeffries, and we'll talk about INASCAL for 2023, as well as a little bit about CSAM. Welcome, Desiree, and this is your third time on the program. So thank you. You're welcome. It's a pleasure to be here. Always great to have repeat guests. We love it, yeah. Desiree. Why don't you tell us about INASCAL? Go ahead. Yeah, and, and I would even like to start before that, just, just to make sure we level set with all our listeners. I know that, you know, as with the Naxal, a lot of new attendees, we have a lot of new listeners, and we want to make sure that everybody's on the same page going in. We know your huge name, but even before we touch upon the conference, could you briefly tell us about what an Axel does, what it stands for, and the structure of the organization for those that might not know? So I think the biggest takeaway of Inaxel is we often say Inaxel without realizing it's the premier nursing place for simulation. And while we do have interprofessional collaborations within our organization, it's really looking at nursing simulation in the field of simulation science, simulation pedagogy, and how does that affect nursing at the bedside, nursing in academia, as well as advanced nurse practitioners. So it's that broad stroke of nursing. And when you think about nurses in the healthcare setting today, we are often the glue that pulls all of our colleagues together at that bedside. And that's how INAXL is, is poised. We welcome all of our peers within our organization and try to facilitate that learning in IPE format, sort of on a broader level. Beautiful. And, and thank you. And does that, with the focus on mostly nurses with the hint of interprofessional education or IPE, what type of challenges does it have when, you, when you're creating a conference of this size, complexity, and maturity for the industry? So I think, uh, as you all know, it was our 20th anniversary celebration. So in, in looking at that, We've done a good job of bringing everyone together. Our conference has continued to grow. This was a stellar year as well. And it can be problematic ensuring you have content at both that novice, intermediate, and expert level, as well as 
that tech track, that IPE type of track, so that everyone has some type of value when they come to the conference. And I think that's where we we focus. That's where we lean heavily on our SIG groups, our groups uh, or special interest groups where like minds think alike, let's submit an abstract. What are we doing? How are we supportive of that content, of that nursing content, of that advanced practice nurse content? And that's really where we started to look at that. And how can we make sure people are getting value? As we know, there's a lot of choices out there and there's a lot of avenues people can do online. But what is the value of meeting in person, that face-to-face? Why do we want to continue to support our international colleagues and members to come be in person? So I think we did a good job of that this year, actually. Thank you. Thank you very much. Desiree. And why don't you go ahead and share what some of the excitement about INASCAL, the 20-year anniversary was about. I think I was really excited to see people in person. It was just wonderful. And maybe about the numbers, the numbers of attendees, first-time attendees, as well as the numbers of vendors, because there was a lot of vendors. There was, there was, there was definitely a buzz in the exhibit hall. We had over a thousand members at the conference. So that was just great everywhere. I think in Providence, there was a member that was attending the conference. And that just speaks to the quality of our content that's delivered and the reachability of some of the researchers that are there. We read their work. We um, listen to podcasts and webinars but they're actually there because they're vested. And that's a big value for our constituency. Now, we had a good amount of first-time attendees. I can't remember exactly the number, but we had a couple hundred new attendees, first-time attendees, let's say. So there's a lot of programming that are just now embracing simulation and simulation education. So a lot of them were... (laughs) go to this conference, get anything you can get and bring it back, which was a little surprising for me, especially this is the 10th anniversary of the NCSBN study. And we had the EndNote panel, which was fantastic. And there's a lot of buzz about that. It's been 10 years where simulation can be used for clinical replacement if it's done effectively using the standards, the healthcare standards of best practice. So that created a lot of energy within the conference. As you mentioned, our vendors were sold out. We had over 70 vendors there. And the variety of the vendors is what I personally took away. The puppies at the vendor hall was a huge hit. So for the listeners that weren't able to attend, there was a vendor. I won't say the name because... I don't know if that's fair or not, but they did bring puppies and part of their exhibit booth were three pups that you can hug and play, love on. And the whole idea of the puppy program is to get them adopted by the end of the conference. The last update we had was one of the three were adopted from someone at the conference. The other two were already tagged to be adopted outside. So I guess how their hierarchy works is the attendees have first dibs and if not, then it goes out and the puppies are from a local shelter. So it's not from 
the dog store, the puppy store where they're trying to sell them. So they're trying to get them adopted. And they were a huge hit, huge hit. They were wonderful. I spent a lot of time over there. In fact, I sent my my family a picture <laughs> of me holding one of the puppies and they asked, is that a simulated dog? <laughs> Deb, so that's why you weren't responding to me while I was at CSAM. <laughs> no, I, I heard some great things about the puppies and I love innovative ways to increase engagement. And, you know, if it's for a good cause, all the better. So very well, cool. I think we'll have to be careful next year, right? We'll have a kitten corner and a puppy <laughs> and then the birds. So but it was a nice new surprise that was huge and then also the warm cookies one vendor booth had almost like the donut shop that blinks hot they had hot cookies warmed cookies that i heard was a huge hit so that was wonderful that's really nice and there's a big push or a lot of buzz around the endorsement piece from an axle mm-hmm. and but before i go to that question could you give me what the difference is between that of other organizations accreditation versus endorsement and then tell me a little bit more about this endorsement piece sure so there are two distinct program opportunities to distinguish your program as stellar so accreditation from other organizations can be about processes do you have the things in place which could be including the healthcare standards of best practice as well as policies and procedures. And there's different pillars in which you can get accredited on. That's very different than the endorsement. Endorsement is about best practices within simulation content. How are you delivering simulation-based education? So they are based on pillars of what we do every day as best practice. So our healthcare standards of best practice have 10 standards, but endorsement is really focused on four cornerstones of delivering quality simulation, which are pre-briefing, the prep and the briefing prior to coming in, facilitation, how are you delivering the content, so to speak, professional integrity, and then debriefing. So for endorsement, the exemplars that are submitted are really focused on those four cornerstones of simulation. It's not about processes. It's about what are you doing, which dovetails into other places and other ways to get accredited. And it's really important to think about endorsement as you're doing quality sim. Get the good housekeeping stamp of approval. Mm -hmm. You are following best practices. That's what they're there for. They are interdisciplinary. It is not nursing Mm -hmm. best practices. It is healthcare simulation standards of best practice. And that can be applied to graduate, undergraduate, all different types of disciplines as well. And it's a signal to the external field of, you know, if you're trying to mentor, coach, et cetera, it does show that. You know, I always call it sometimes the blue check among social media <laughs> ways. And it's just a signal to show, hey, we've done this. We've looked over the documentation, staffing, and all these pillars have been accounted for and qualified. When you think about what's happening, I'll speak specifically in nursing right now. Mm-hmm. You know, COVID sort of thrust us into that. I can't say every program that yeah. jumped on simulation during COVID was conducting best practices. It was survival. So it's coming back now and shifting gears and saying there are guidelines, there are evidence 
based mechanisms in which you should be utilizing and doing this. For programs who are trying to create clinical replacement, when we look at the NCSBN study, when you have Dr. Jeffries and Dr. Cardin Egren talk about, and they talk about this at the end note, that it was based on standards of best practice. It wasn't just anyone doing SIM. They had to make sure they followed these steps to make sure the pedagogy was okay, that learners' best interests were at the forefront, not at the end. So that's really what endorsement is about. It also, I believe, endorsement helps draw people in. So, oh, it's an endorsed program. And I mean, international relationships, partnerships within the community. I happen to work at a place that is both accredited and endorsed. So that just creates impact. It creates like, wow, they have two things and they're different. Right. How many programs now total about have been endorsed? So it's about 30 plus or minus. I don't have the numbers exactly in front of me. We had our pilot year and then one full cycle, meaning fall and spring. So that's that's pretty good. Excellent. Excellent. Thanks for sharing us and enlightening our our listeners about uh, the endorsement. Desiree, do you have any surprise things that happened that when you were there, any <laughs> peak moments? <laughs> that That's a loaded question. <laughs> um, I will say one of my joys or highlights, and it's probably because how I was mentored, really taking the time to look at the poster sessions and go around and engage with the up and coming educators that have taken the time, it might've been their first time presenting and really lifting them up like, wow, this is good work, you know, or this is different. Have you thought about having that one-on-one conversation with them? And there are a couple of posters. I was like, hey, reach out to me. We need to think about how can we expand this? Can we look at this on a different level? So for me, that was exciting. Also, there are a couple of sessions. I'm I'm thinking of our plenary session with Tammy West and normalizing mental health and that conversation and not being ashamed of the past, but propelling that to go forward. And thinking about that in terms of simulation, it's okay if you didn't do best practices three years ago, but how are you going to go forward with best practices to enhance your current program, to get it to where you want it to be, where it could be, and where it should be for optimal outcomes for your learners. Yeah, the Tammy West presentation was amazing. Mm -hmm. Now, if our listeners wanted to see any of the presentations, is there a way for them to go online and watch them? So they can go online. There is a virtual conference component. I don't have all those details in front of me, but if you go on to the inaxel.org website, there's conference, virtual conference opportunities. Great. So then if someone was unable to, or if they missed a section, they can go back and watch it or rewatch it. Thank you. There were not every single session was recorded, but let's say the the schedule that was recorded is out there to see if that's something you want to do or not. Yeah, I'm looking here now. So we'll try to link that in the show notes if, if we can find that too. 
And I love your piece, Desiree, about making sure that you are delivering value for all these members because the industry matures and and actual grows, you know, from the beginner to the advanced and there's all these different avenues and it gets a little more complex each year because you're you're trying to make sure that you're, you're satisfying and justifying the cost, but, but it's more of, you know, delivering the value as, as you kept driving on here. So it's Mm -hmm. to make sure that happens. And Jared, it's called the virtual extension. So you can sign up to get the virtual extension. I will search that right now. Jared, you were in another country at another conference and you were at CSAM. Yeah. 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 Share with our listeners a little bit about CSAM and some of the exciting things that you saw and learned there. Thanks. I won't give away too much because I know we're going to have some some guests that can speak on that better than me here coming up. But it was in Lisbon. It was over in Portugal. So it was no Providence, Rhode Island, but it was a little bit different. Uh, I, I don't know the exact number of attendees. There were uh, quite a few. I would probably push that. Auditoriums were filled. A lot of sessions were filled. A lot of concurrent sessions. Vendors, it was in the conference center in Lisbon, which was also quite sizable. But the quality of conversations, I, I, I talked to quite a few different vendors walking around. And the quality of conversations, you could really go into depth and, and really have that discussion. And one little, you know, a small story that sticks out in my mind is what was pretty cool was it was one of the keynotes got completed and they were from, I think it was four different countries, uh, Spain, Finland, Denmark, and maybe Turkey or something. I'll probably butcher that a little bit, but, but they asked for questions and, and a woman from Scotland came up and she was just like, her first thing was like, I finally have found my simulation brothers and sisters. I've been looking for you for, you know, so many years you're preaching the choir here. And they just went into all these different aspects around, I think it was process improvements and it was different areas over what they were doing and how someone in Scotland was being able to find something in regards to what they were looking for. So I love that, that community that was brought across all these different countries where maybe in the U S it might be a little easier, but having it in, in all these different languages was certainly special. So that, that one piece certainly stuck with me, but uh, really good. And of course, I coming back, you know, as, as all these conferences are, I think it's even more special now that we're seeing everybody connect on a, on a physical level again. Thanks, Jared. Desiree, is there any final words that you want to leave our guests with or to remember this episode by? We are excited for you to be in your presidency this year, and, and I'm sure you're going to do wonderful things. Well, thank you. You know, it, it takes a community, it takes an awesome board to actually move the pendulum and get things moving. And we have a fantastic board. So (laughs) I am very pleased to be in good hands. I think one of the key components for the SIM community is to understand is we are a community. Whether you're in multiple organizations, one organization, there's a place for you. You're never alone. And we tend to be a very embracing community. When I was at ASPE the week before our conference, you know, Barry Isenberg and Luke Clark and I took a selfie, got together. It's it's about improving health outcomes and patient safety through simulation. And there's a place for you. You just have to find that place where you feel at home, like Jared's person said. And we hear that a lot. 
right? Well, wow, I finally feel like someone gets me. Not everyone understands simulation or the nuances that go with it. And for anyone out there, just know there's a place. Find that place. Of course, we'd welcome you with open arms at Inaxel 2024. We're in Raleigh, North Carolina. And I'm excited about the content and see what new things will be emerging because with with the advances of technology and where that's going, how are we applying it? What are the best practices there? So I look forward to the submission cycle in October, November for that. Thank you. Jared, do you have any closing thoughts? No, that was that was wonderful. And, and glad to hear it's in Raleigh. That's that's exciting. I didn't know that. So yeah. thanks for sharing that, that bit of information. But I appreciate the time and the oversight on everything here. I as with all these wonderful conferences and organizations, you know, I think that getting involved is is the most important aspect. You only get out what you put in. And I think that the time spent there is very beneficial, not only to the professional career, but also that of the personal to see what your interests lie in. And you're never alone. It's just finding those specific people that share common interests. So thank you, Desiree. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you very much and happy simulating. Thanks to Beaker Health for sponsoring this week's podcast. Beaker Health, where dissemination and measuring impact comes easy. Thanks for joining us here at the Sim Cafe. We hope you enjoyed. Visit us at www.innovativesimsolutions.com. And be sure to hit that like and subscribe button so you never miss an episode. Innovative Sim Solutions is your one-stop shop for your simulation needs. A turnkey solution.